0: Welcome to the Sing Better Fast podcast, the podcast exclusively for serious and passionate vocalists. You are now part of a professional group of smart and motivated singers who want to become masters of the voice
1: and inspire millions with our music. Get all of our podcast episodes, notifications
0: for upcoming events, new podcast releases, and other vocal resources at singbetterfast.com. Now here are your hosts, Jamie Vendera and Ben Valen i sucked on the
1: wrong end oh i'm sorry were we recording i, I was, was just <laughs> doing i was just doing my warm-up <laughs> now the think what's
0: he talking about he sucked on the wrong end
1: <laughs> this is uh this is ben and we have another episode of the sing better fast podcast i'm here with my buddy And uh, fellow clown, Jamie (laughs) Vendera, in
0: this episode,
1: we are going to talk about something super important, and that is warming up.
0: Good. Well, just so you know, we're not strange or weird. I was referring to this doctor Vokes. You can inhale or exhale on it, and I was breathing on the wrong end. But we'll discuss that in a little bit.
1: Uh, no, I I definitely think we are strange and weird. Well, but yeah, still.
0: I'm trying to convince <laughs> myself I'm not. <laughs> All right. So why warm up? Why cool down? Uh, you know? Hey, I got a buddy who who sings out night after night after night, and he's he never warms up, and he's just amazing. He's amazing. Uh, but I can't. Well, yeah, everybody's different and the basic philosophy behind warming up is, um, and Benny can relate to this because he, he runs marathons, is you're not going to walk out smoking a cigarette, drinking a Mountain Dew, and get to the starting line and take off. No, right. you're going to drink water, you're going to stretch out your body, you're going to get the blood flow to your legs, you're going to be in uh, prime condition so that you can do the best performance. And let's be honest, we are... You know, we're vocal Olympians is what we want you to be. We want you to be in the best shape possible uh, so that when you hit that stage, that Olympic event, that you are in your prime. You're doing an amazing job. And for me, the best way is to make sure that you're warmed up.
1: Definitely. So, Jamie, actually, I remember you telling me a story about some of your first experiences with warming up. I think you were, I think you know what story I'm talking about.
0: Go ahead. Uh, one night before I knew anything about warming up, finished the set, you know, like five sets, 45 minute sets. And I was tired. I was so dry. I didn't know he had to drink water. I never had water on stage. And I seen a shot glass of water that uh, my guitarist, Donnie was holding. And I said, man, can I have that? I'm so thirsty. He smiled. He said, yeah, drink up. And I swallowed that. And I was like, ah! it was peppermint schnapps. <laughs> <laughs> so Leia, you know I kind of got over it and then I noticed him or somebody else in the band would they would do like a shot of tequila and I liked Snake Bite it was tequila and Tabasco sauce and it's like yeah it warms the pipes up it gets that uh, Tabasco sauce in your throat and opens everything up so I got used to that and then you know found out it really didn't work and then Somebody turned me on to lemon juice, you know, and lemon juice is good. If you use a little bit, it help you to salivate like mixed in water. But uh, I was squirting lemon juice right into the back of my throat and singing. And the first couple songs, man, had like a Judas Priest razor like voice and then bam, it was gone. So all these things that I thought were warming up or preparing my voice for the gig uh, is not right. (laughs) That's not what you want to do.
1: Whoever you were talking to, uh, they were right about the warming up thing being important, but the method that they were—I
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't, you know—I um, don't even remember. I think um, it was Jim Gillette from Nitro when I first learned about warming up. Even my first vocal coach, way before Jim, the lady who said I'd never sing above an E four, she didn't really talk about warming up. You know, we really didn't get into that. Like we'd be in choir, and she'd hit a pitch wheel and go. Um, Yay, and everybody would have to hit the note, and that was it. Boom. But um, Jim was so adamant about lip bubbles. Just doing that to warm up your voice, and I was like, wow, okay, well, this this does make my voice feel good, so maybe I'll try it for a while.
1: I don't know that most of our listeners are sort of weightlifter, (laughs) bodybuilder types, but once you start getting to very high weights, so once you can do very, very heavy uh, amounts of weight, a lot of people will start with much, much lighter weight just for the sake of warming up the muscles. So if you can bench 250, sometimes you'll just start with an empty bar, or you'll start with 100. And what you're doing is you're warming up the muscles. You're getting yourself, you know, pumped up a little bit as sort of a primer to actually get started with the actual workout. And singing, especially singing for extended periods, in full voice, higher notes, at the volume that you want, and if you're using vocal effects, grit, screaming, whatever, a lot of that is very intense on your vocal cords. If you don't do it properly, any of those things can be very harmful. In the Vendera Vocal Academy and in Jamie's books and uh, all the other resources that are available, uh, Jamie teaches how to do those things safely without hurting yourself. And a big part of what allows you to do that is warming up properly. So, Jamie, do you mind telling us a little bit uh, about your process for whenever you go on uh, TV shows and shatter glass? Yeah. How absolutely. you do your warm ups for that? Uh,
0: yeah, things have changed over the years. I mean, this is what, 2017. This is my 21st year of teaching. And even in the beginning, um, I didn't do a lot of like body stretching or anything. Did a little bit, but nothing major. So, it used to be I would just do a bunch of lip bubbles, random lip bubbles or some lip bubble scales. but It's like 2002, uh, I had neck surgery. And right afterwards, I joined uh, some friends of mine that had a bar band. And I could hit the notes. I mean, I I was singing some extreme stuff, some priests and ACDC and Journey. So I could get through those. But the problem was I had so much pain in my neck and the muscles are so tight that every night I would like overshoot and I'd have migraine headaches or my neck would be stiff. And so I thought back to when I used to keep my notebooks um, from years ago, and I was actually writing Raise Your Voice. It was the second year I was working on writing it before it was released. And I started reviewing like things for acupressure and reflexology and massage therapy. And I came up with this unique way to stretch out the body and massage the body, your neck, your intercostals, your diaphragm, your facial muscles, everything that's involved in singing uh, to kind of loosen that up too. And then I would do like basic warm-ups like I mm, have this gargling thing, uh, which is like Chewbacca. If any of you watch Star Wars, and uh, still people make fun of me. Some some kid just sent me a, a message on Facebook. Check this out. It's kind of funny doing the Chewbacca, but really it, it loosens your soft palate. It kind of gets you prepped and warmed up for where to place the voice, the sensation of the voice. So for me, it was a lot of stretching, a lot of lip bubbles, I do a lot of sirens. I do a lot of yeet, the e screams for when I'm doing the the uh, TV shows to get that pharyngeal tone for breaking glass. But the bottom line is, I made sure to warm up my voice and my body uh, to prepare. It. And uh, a third thing is too is uh, I try to hydrate as much as possible. I like to I like to drink hot water because it really loosens the <clears throat> the, the muscles in the the, the wall of throats breathing steam anything like that so I'm hitting it from every point
1: for olympic athletes they do their stretches they do their warm ups they do little jogs they do you know they get massages all of these things serve the purpose of helping you get in a condition that allow you to do your best and if you don't warm up you're not going to do as well as if you did warm up um, assuming you warm up properly. If you have a bad warm up and you wear out your voice from a bad warm up, then that's obviously a problem. You shouldn't feel worn out or tired or beat up from a warm up. Um, so if, if you do feel that way, if you don't warm up because every time you warm up, you feel like crap afterwards, that's because your warm up isn't good. You have to fix the warm up. Um, warm ups work. Um, I like how
0: uh, Tony Harnell, uh, singer for TNT, put it to me beautifully. He said, "When you warm up correctly, it'll feel like uh, like if you've seen a flower. Like in high speed, you can see it opening up, you know, as it's growing." He said, "The voice should be like that. It should feel like it's opening up like a flower, you know, and, and blossoming uh, by the time your warm-up's done and you're ready to hit the stage."
1: Definitely. And uh, so, I um, when I was in high school, I was the drum major from our my, my marching band, and um, and then after high school, I went to the Marine Corps. And while I was in boot camp, we had to yell a lot, and this was before I had a very mi- much of an understanding about vocal technique at all. So I lost my voice quite a lot while a drum major at boot camp, and uh, even more during boot camp. Sorry, did I just say drum major at boot camp? Yeah, high school,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> high school, and uh, in in boot camp, I lost my voice quite a lot, and uh, and actually, I I have uh, gone to see ENTs and stuff now and. You know, they've confirmed that there is scarring, there's scar tissue on my vocal cords, and unless I told you that, you probably can't tell unless you're a very well-trained ENT you can hear it, um, or a very experienced vocal coach, you probably wouldn't be able to tell, and the reason for that is whenever I do any type of vocal exercise, before I do any serious um, session, I do a warm-up, and the warm-up helps tremendously. And so for anyone who has experienced uh, vocal issues in the past, warming up is even more important. Um, It's still incredibly important if you don't have any vocal injuries, but if you do, it matters that much more. Um, And uh, if you do experience any problems uh, with your voice, warming up helps, and it can, to an extent, kind of limit the impact that has on your ability to perform.
0: Yeah, and it helps you with the elasticity. Um... I I I would never do a show without warming up, and I have many, uh, like well, one of my favorite singers is Ray West. Uh, he was in the band Spread Eagle. He actually wrote the book Melody to Madness, which we publish, and he's in a new band called Weapons of a New, and they're actually touring with Ultra Bridge right now. And it's funny, he texted me yesterday. I heard from him. He's like, dude, I had to replace the the sound ch- or my chip on my phone, and I've lost the warm up you made me because I made him one with the straw, with the pocket folks, and sent it. he's like, please, do you have it? Please, can you send it to me? And I did, and I, I sent it, and, and it's it's amazing. I mean, it's humbling knowing that one of my favorite singers from the past 25, 30 years is actually using my warm-up, and he's doing the stretching. And so it is very, very important, whether you're a new singer or you're a veteran singer. And even for me, when I do my TV shows or workshops, I have a very weird way that I do it, I actually do my vocal stress release program, which is the stretching, massaging from Razor Voice. I do this warm-up called the Ultimate Vocal Warm-Up, which we give away on jamievendera.com. And I actually do these simultaneously. So I'm stretching while I'm vocalizing. And if I can, I do it when I'm in a shower. Like if I'm in Japan or somewhere, I turn on the shower, get it really hot. and I'm stretching in the shower. I'm vocalizing along to the MP3s on my iPhone. And I feel amazing. Everything's open and I'm just ready to shout, scream, sing, whatever I gotta do for hours on end. So and I wouldn't be prepared if it weren't for that.
1: Okay, so I think we've uh, hopefully at this point hammered the point home that if you don't do warmups, you got to do them. And if you do them currently and you feel terrible after, you need to fix your warm up. Or so- it could be your
0: technique too
1: could be vocal technique right if you you do a vocal exercise but you do it with really bad technique and you're using way too much air and you're squeezing your throat and your neck and whatever I mean that means you're doing it wrong (laughs) Um, and so I would recommend um, you can hear I sound like a broken record but we have the ultimate vocal warm-up and um, we have Jamie's book raise your voice Um, both of these are included if you join the Vendera Vocal Academy um, and it includes a bunch of other cool stuff about vocal technique, a lot of exercises, whatever. But in uh, Jamie's book, uh, Raise Your Voice, there's a chapter called The Ultimate Vocal Warm Up. It's chapter 19. And so you can check that out. talks about a lot of different ways uh, to do warmups. So you got to do them. So, Jamie, let's give a few uh, suggestions okay. on uh, perhaps types of exercises, things to consider while doing warm-ups, stuff like that.
0: Well, um, for those of you who read my book, the, the ones I like for warming up is, uh, of course, lip Bubbles. A... But I'm very, well, Jim was very picky with me, Jim Gillette. And so when I do them, and you hear a lot of people do them, they go, they push like a horse pursing their lips. That will cause you to use too much breath. So you want to think the word bubble. When you're doing these, and you can see I let myself go into falsetto. I'm not worried about doing full voice. I mean, I can. But you can be in full voice, but you don't necessarily have to because you're just trying to get the blood flow to the cords. I like mmms. You know when you're doing mmm, And you feel that really good buzz on your lips and on your teeth because my teeth are slightly touching. So mmm, Try that with me. Mm, and can you feel that? I like Z's, not C's, but like this buzzing sensation. And the one that Benny and I really like now, and actually when we were acting corny when we started this, is uh, using the therapy devices from drvokes.com, D-O-C-T-O-R-V-O-X.com. And uh, I sound like a broken record myself, but we've repeated this before. But um, I had, and still do have, getting over nerve damage from getting a piece of glass in my throat in Japan. And I have been uh, misdiagnosed by several ENTs, and I, I knew what happened. I felt it when it happened. I seen what happened. I seen the blood in the back of my throat, <clears> throat> and everyone's saying, "No, it's your tonsils." It's not. They've been removed, <laughs> and they've partially grown back. So finally, I met Dr. Ilter Denizoglu from Istanbul, Turkey, who makes the Dr. Vokes device, and he's a fan of mine. And he sent me one, the little glass bong-like uh, thing, and so you can you can uh, you can blow into it and it's just like if you've heard of lax Vokes, the straw therapy uh when you're vocalizing and your voice hits the water it'll make it bubble and it'll feel like your sound of your voice is coming back up the straw down your throat and massaging your vocal cords but the cool thing about dr Vokes is you can spin it around and you can inhale on the other side to pull some water molecules down your trachea to coat your throat well for me I can't really take this thing with me anywhere because it's made of glass. So I I, I literally bugged them, said, can you make like a uh, plastic or rubber apparatus that's just the top piece that can fit into a water bottle? And that's how the Pocket Vokes was born. And that's what you heard Benny blowing on earlier, (laughs) doing that. And I got to say, it's my favorite by far warm-up. It's helping me with the nerve damage that I had to uh, repair that damage. So my voice is at 100%. Benny, what's your favorite warm-up?
1: Yeah, my favorite warm-up right now is using the Dr. Vokes um, and and lip bubbles. So or the pocket have, vokes, because you get the pocket vokes. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, <coughs> so um, I actually have uh, a set of audios um, that I play on my phone while I'm in the shower, and then I just do lip bubbles to them. And so I'll do. Um, full voice, do falsetto, kind of mix, kind of go back and forth, full voice, falsetto. I'll go upper register, lower register, just all around, just goofing off um, and kind of warming up. And it's actually kind of funny because I start out the first audio track. I have seven tracks that I use. Uh, The first track, my voice always kind of feels kind of rough. Feels kind of like, I'm just kind of getting into it. By the time I've done the seventh one, my voice feels fantastic. Same with doing my vocal workouts, actually. Um, I'll, I'll do my warm-up, and that gets me sort of in the place uh, vocally that I can do my workout. And the first, you know, I use the V24 program. The first three, four, six minutes feel kind of rough. Towards the end, I'm like, I don't even know why I should be stopping. My voice feels great. Um, and that's a sort of a side, to- a side note is your voice should... Uh, continue to feel better and better actually as you do your warm up and as you do your workout in a single workout so minute one you should feel good but with minute 24 if you're doing everything right you might feel a little you know tired from having worked out but you should still feel great, you might even feel better at minute 24, same from day to day and same from week to week and month to month so part of that comes with um, vocal technique as long as you focus on your technique and you know what you're doing and you minimize the excess air and you minimize any tension, uh, then you do feel better uh, over time in a single workout session from day to day, week to week, month to month.
0: Well, you you mentioned that makes me think of... Uh, Singers saying, how long should I work out or when should I start to work out, you know, warm up? I mean, uh, because I've had, you know, touring artists, should I warm up an hour before, 15 minutes before in the morning? Should I warm up for a half an hour, an hour, 20 minutes, 10 minutes? And honestly, it's different for everybody. It may be different from day to day. Um, you know, when we design vocal stress release um, to work, I have artists I remember Phil Taylor from Future Leaders of the World, and you you can be done with that program in like 10, 15 minutes. I remember warming up with him before a show, and it took him literally an hour to go through all the stretches. And he he said he just typically likes a really long warm-up, and that's how he he, he screams a lot. So that helps him to be able to scream and uh, lock it in place. You'll notice if you're on the road. One day your voice feels great. So maybe you only got to warm up for 15 minutes. And then the next day you got neck soreness or something. So you got to warm up a little longer, stretch a little longer. Uh, You also notice that um, maybe it's better for you to warm up right before you walk on stage or maybe an hour before. You have to figure out what works for your voice because you're a physical instrument. The one thing I will say is I do believe that everybody should warm up upon waking up. So even if you got a gig that night, I still feel like you need to warm up prepare your voice first thing in the morning uh, in case you're on the phone or in an interview or have a morning show or even if you don't have anything just so your voice is used to waking up and being prepared to even speak because a lot of singers wear out their voices by speaking more than they do singing. And then of course uh, you know you'll say, well, do I have to warm up again? Well, most likely, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all dependent on you, you know so so yep. what if you got to warm up twice in a day? you know what's that 30 minutes? 15 right. minutes at a time, you know, at least you're protecting your voice.
1: Definitely, and that's actually, you beat me to it, I was going to mention that, so vocal damage, whenever you have problems with your voice, it's almost entirely because of speaking. Usually, because you most people speak more than they sing, like in a given day. I mean, I don't know anyone who talks in for four hours a day, but also sings for four hours and four and a half hours a day, you know, you're more likely to cause problems with your voice when it comes to speaking. And so it makes sense then, if you speak at all, and if your voice matters to you, that you do a warm-up at the start of the day. Um, In the Marine Corps, uh, there was uh, someone in my platoon who constantly, I could just hear the hoarseness in his voice. He would lose his voice all the time. He would yell. He was kind of a, a fiery guy, and so he would yell a lot, and, if you know, in the military, you make a mistake, people respond by yelling at you and, you know, whatever. So he yelled a lot. And uh, and then he went on to become a drill instructor, which that's the Marine Corps version of a drill sergeant. So if you talk to someone who went to Marine Corps boot camp, it's a drill instructor. For the Army, it's a drill sergeant. Um, not, not really that important, but that's just something <laughs> kind of annoys me and it kind of annoys other Marines whenever someone calls a drill instructor a drill sergeant. But anyway... Um, in boot camp, the drill instructors have to yell a lot, too, and so he was constantly losing his voice. I actually recorded a video for him, like, hey, you're losing your voice a lot, so here's this video. You need to do this, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and you know, he was kind of, like, annoyed because I was, like, he didn't ask me for it, but I just gave it to him. I was like, hey, you have to do this. And it's, it's unfortunate because after finishing his uh, three-year tour as a drill instructor, his voice sounds almost irreparably damaged. I remember what he used to sound like three years ago. Um, or now it's four years ago before he became a drill instructor. And I hear him now. He sounds like a completely different person because of the terrible vocal technique. I have a feeling he's going to, you know, whenever he's 60, 70, 80, he's going to have a very brittle, shaky Uh, voice, he's not really going to be able to communicate much. Um, Yeah, yeah. so uh, main point, you got to pay attention to your technique. Warm-ups help tremendously to avoid that sort of problem.
0: No, exactly. I I actually, when I used to work in construction, it's been 20 years ago, uh, I knew a guy named Greg who was a drill sergeant, and um, he came to work for me, and he kind of talked. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie, what do you want me to do? And he had this horrible habit of clearing his throat, and it's because he had... Uh, pushed his voice so hard when he was shouting at people, but he he had no concept of being warmed up or support, you know, and literally even like shattering glass, it's even though it don't sound like, you know, drill instructor or sergeant yelling, it's the same concept. And if you learn to understand like breathing support and placement, you can be as loud as you want and not hurt your voice as long as it's placed correctly. But that's where we go wrong. And it's usually the double whammy. It's like, okay, I don't know how to warm up. I don't know anything about vocal technique. So bam, you know, <laughs> you're, you're kind of foobard. Right. Well, hey, so, um, uh,
1: yeah. So like Jamie, uh, I know. So you've been on, who knows how many TV shows now shattered, how many hundreds of glasses on good morning, America, Ripley's believe it or not superhuman showdown. Um, all these different TV shows, Japan, China, Germany, France, they fly you all over the, the world to blow up glass with your voice without, you know, amplification you just scream at a glass and it explodes because it's afraid of you i guess it don't um, like the sound of my voice it? <laughs> or it just doesn't like the sound of your voice and it c- requires tremendous volume to be able to do that i mean just think any normal person just who doesn't understand vocal technique ask you know if you ask someone here try to break this glass with your voice they scream at it and then their voices their voice gets worn out and they do it wrong and they still don't break the glass. It takes a lot of volume, a lot of support, resonance, and it takes a very good understanding of vocal technique. So you can shatter glass with your voice hundreds of times over how many years without losing your voice. You probably couldn't hear that he you know, had neck surgery however long ago. You probably would think that someone who had neck surgery and and shatters glass with their voice wouldn't have a voice. You well, know. you
0: know, it's funny too, The since we started recording songs, for we did it for Vendera Vocal Academy, so we could teach songwriting in there. Not that Lisa, or Casual Suicide, or like extremely high or anything, but even hearing that, I I've been dealing with you know the nerve damage from from being cut by glass. So if you're listening at home, I'm cool with you know having a challenge <laughs> against you <laughs> for shattering glass, but I just want you to be understand that you can hurt yourself. I'm I'm living proof, but you can't tell it in my voice. You know, I, I don't I don't feel like I'm not like this. And if I do ever sound like it, it's because right. I'm being lazy and letting it drop down in my throat. So th- those songs were recorded when I was, you know, really having a lot of throat pain from, from the, the glass cutting me. So uh, and even all the glasses and I've shattered. I really have maybe three or four hundred. I'm not for sure now, like 60 something, 70 shows. And uh, it's the same every time I warm up. You know, I take good care of my voice. I focus on my technique. And I do also want to slip this in there. I do cool down. You know, after every performance I do or workshop or TV show, I go somewhere by myself for 10 or 15 minutes. And just I'll do like, well, I like to do the pocket pocketbooks now. So I may start like Ooh. kind of high and then Ooh. lower. Like, you know, when you're warming up, you're trying to raise your voice. But when you're cooling down, you're trying to bring it back down. So Ooh. You know, working downscale, just until you get into that speaking range and your voice has a really nice, uh, vibrant feel to it, then you can go out and meet the fans, uh, do the television interviews, whatever you got to do.
1: Plus, if, uh, if, it's, if all the fans want to see you and you make them wait 10 minutes first or 15 minutes first off, <laughs> Some of them are going to go away, so you don't have to spend as much time talking to them. But secondly, they're going to be really excited to see you. They're they're going to be like just anticipating, like, oh boy, I get to see Jamie now. Um, and and it makes them it makes them want them. to see you even more.
0: <laughs> you know you know it's funny, Benny is a uh, most of my clients who end up with vocal trouble, and I, I kind of assess them and see what's going on. How you what do you do at your show? Well, I get done, run back in, uh, you know, change my shirt, and run out to meet the fans. And then, I, and then the next band's playing, and I'm a talking over the band. That doesn't work. Right. My, most of my students are losing their voice because they're not warming up and they're not cooling down or they're not being uh, very careful with their voice and how they project because uh, the fans are great. I mean, that that's who's helping you succeed. You know, it is the fans, right. but there is a limit and you will... And I've had some crazy fans that just want to suck you dry and keep going. And you have to, you got to have a good agent. You know, when I was in Bahrain, had a lot of fans that were just consuming me. And um, luckily, Faisal Sheikh, my my agent over there, he took good care of us. You know, he he got Scott and I in and out as quickly as possible, so that I wasn't talking and wearing out my voice.
1: Definitely. So main thing I want to drive home again: warm up. Just do it. Um, if you don't know where to start with warm ups. You get the Ultimate Vocal Warm-Up for free. You can get Raise Your Voice. You can join the Academy. You can get the V24 program, something. Um, Warm-Up, You have to, and make sure it's a good warm-up. Make sure you're following good vocal technique, not too much tension or pressure or excess air. Warming-Up will help you keep your voice long-term, and that's what you want.
0: Yeah, you don't want one record. You want many.
1: Right, and uh, it's kind of sad. One of my favorite... Uh, singers uh, Jared Leto from 30 seconds to Mars their second album was just amazing you listen to the third album you can hear that even with all the editing and stuff they're not able to like fix the roughness of his voice you can you can tell there's damage there in the fourth one even more so and it just breaks my heart because I absolutely loved the second album um, he just wasn't st- I mean I don't know if there was like you know smoking or you know whatever else going on. Um, but you can you can tell.
0: Well, you know, um, I, same way. Like I, I love Brian Johnson from ACDC. Back in Black was great. I'm not saying he's you know, I'm not gonna diagnose him, I'm not an ENT. I don't know if there's damage or not, but there by the time the next album came out with like who made who on it, you could tell a tonal difference in his voice. Same thing with Bullet Boys. I love Mark Torian. First Bullet Boys record, that shows you how old I am. It was amazing. It was amazing. The second record freak show, it was really good. But it didn't have this. It didn't. Ha- I loved it, but it didn't have the same quality as the first one. And by the third one, Zaza, I was like, "Man, what is going on?" He had changed the, his tonal approach right. to maintain these higher notes, and he's still putting out music. I buy everything they put out. I love his voice, but something happens.
1: Same with Adele. Um, Adele ended up having surgery recently. I think was it for uh, nodules. Love. And uh, part of that is warming up, but you could probably also just say it's how she's saying. Period. Um, you could you can hear um, in uh, someone like you, you can hear the the you know the way she's not. She's just using too much air. You can just hear it, um, and that's after like the the sound engineer people like doctor it up to sound better, you know. So got to be very cognizant of the technique and warming up helps a lot with that.
0: You would be surprised at the amount of singers who have had nodules removed, surgically removed. Um, and a lot of them keep it quiet. I actually know quite a few of them. because <laughs> what I do, but I can't say anything. I'll get in serious trouble. But it's, it's, it's funny to think, wow, if you would just... You have a. That's what happens with singers. Oh, I got a great voice. Uh, I'm natural. I'm a natural singer. You know, I'm right. gifted, and so therefore, I don't have to warm up. I don't have to cool down. Oh, 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 oh no, I'm getting a nodule. You know, you can prevent this from happening. That's our the goal we want to drive home with you. We want to protect your voice.
1: Definitely. So I think that's about it for this one. And I know we beat the drum about warming up for a, you know half an hour. But the reason we do that is because it really, 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 really matters and it's really important. Um, So for your own sake and for the longevity of your own voice and, uh, you know, for your own enjoyment in your passion of singing, just do it. Absolutely. All right. I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up, everyone. So if you like this podcast, you can get access to all of our past episodes as well as uh, reminders for when we come out with new ones by going to the website, Singbetterfast.com and join the VIP club, sing better fast notification list uh, as well as get any other information about uh, products, special events, anything else that we're doing. And uh, I guess that's all I have. Jamie, any famous last words?
0: No, man. I'm just listening to you. And I seen Ron Anderson, um, Another one of my favorite vocal coaches had just texted me, um, "Give me a little bit of praise. So love you, Ron. (laughs) (laughs) We will see you next podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sing Better Fast podcast. Be sure to subscribe
1: for new podcast releases, events, and other great vocal resources at
0: singbetterfast.com.